Okay everybody, tonight we're going to talk about monitoring backups. Now this is one of the topics that's uh, you know kind of tenuous in, in most shops. I mean you know trying to, to figure out when your your SQL databases were backed up, uh, when your logs were last backed up, you know whether or not you've missed any um, you know that can be somewhat of a challenge and the bigger the shop the bigger the challenge right? I mean it's it's really kind of difficult to to do this and uh, I mean effectively um, and efficiently and there there have been so many different third-party products that come out to uh, to try to help you with this and you know oddly enough you know they, they do all right but nothing is really what I call lights off right one of the criteria I have for doing this is you know I don't want to have to come in in the morning and do my checklist right I hate checklists I don't like you know the, those old style DBAs when they talk about you know well the first thing you do in the morning when you come in is you check your is you you know you you go through your checklist to make sure that all your backups ran and all that stuff well you know my backups are running all day long right I mean I've got you know diffs and whatnot uh, you know I've got fulls every day or every other day and I've got diffs and I've got logs and you know I don't think that I should wait till the morning to find out that my log backups have been failing all night long right or until I get a call from a customer telling me that you know their processes have stopped because the log backups were failing and uh, they filled up the drive right so waiting until the morning and having your checklist really isn't a reasonable thing anymore so how do you check that your backups have uh, that your backups have succeeded in a fairly timely fashion and I mean how do you check it in a fairly timely fashion right so how do you check that in a fairly timely fashion It's something that's not going to take forever to code right well as a matter of fact PowerShell makes this pretty easy and I suspect it's more of an SMO thing but uh, under the covers but uh, we're going to use just you know good old straight PowerShell for this so I'm going to show you where this data lives and then we're going to build a live I'm, I'm going to build a script to, to help you import it into a database so then you can report off of it and I'm doing this live I haven't rehearsed this at all and one of the reasons I'm doing it this way is because I think it's important for you guys to not only see my reasoning and, and learn how to reason through these things and learn how to think in PowerShell but also kind of to show you that it really doesn't take that long even from scratch right so I haven't rehearsed this I've got a script like this that I wrote uh, a couple years ago uh, and I've been using it but I haven't really touched it because it just works so I really don't even remember everything that I put into it and we're gonna make ours a lot simpler than mine so I really am more or less just doing this from scratch right so okay let's go ahead and get into it first we're gonna start in management studio because you know the the first process the, the first part of any process is can you even get the information right so here's where we're gonna start I've got a list of databases here so I'm gonna right click on databases and go to start PowerShell right and this is just my initial discovery I've got this task that I've given myself uh, find out when uh, the last backups were you know have taken place right so you know this is going to be the first step is find out if I can even get that information now before I go any further there are a couple different ways you can do this right you can uh, report on the backup jobs themselves if the backup job failed then you'll know to go investigate it right away the problem with that is though right away you really won't know the databases that failed until you dig into the error so you know you could have had 
all of the databases on the server go except for one or two or three, right? Um, you know, then you can uh, you can also query the backup history tables, right, in MSDB, but that's kind of a complicated query. Those guys aren't really easy to as easy to navigate as I'd like. But when you take a, but when you see what we're doing here, you're going to see this is so incredibly easy. So okay, the first thing we need to do here, we're at the database level, so let's get some information on the databases, right? So I'm going to pull up a directory, and I'm going to get just a name and recovery model and owner and stuff like that, right? So I see that there's information to be had, but I also know that there's more, right? So if I pipe that to a git member, wow, I got a lot of properties and I got a lot of methods, right? But what I'm interested in here, and all you got to do is start inspecting these, right? And right about here is when it starts to get interesting. I'm going to go ahead and scroll this up to the top. So right about here, I'm going to see last backup date, last differential backup date, and last log backup date. Well, that actually seems pretty interesting. So let's see if that's going to give us what we want. So I'm going to say directory. I'm going to pipe that to a format table. I'm going to say name, last backup date. I'll just pull these for now. And let's see. Okay, wow. So, okay, so this is my workstation, so it's never really been backed up, right? Um, I see a couple here that were backed up recently, probably as part of a, a test or another video that I was doing. Uh, but anything set to 110001 has never been backed up, right? So I can see here that I've got a lot of databases that have never been backed up. So now I, I know I can get the information now. Now all I need to do is take that information and put it in a SQL database and then I can report off of it, right? It's really pretty simple. So we're going to fire up. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to pause this real quick because I'm going to fire up my, my PowerShell editor and it takes a couple minutes. So I don't want you to have to sit through that. So hold on one second. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm back. Yeah. I, uh, I accidentally hit stop on the recorder instead of unpause so I've had to start a new video and it's been a couple minutes so anyway okay so we're in power we're in uh, primal script by sapien which is my my favorite PowerShell editor to date right and, uh, and now we're just going to start our PowerShell script um, so the first thing we need to do is I'm going to go through my two boxes and we're just gonna we're just going to take both of the boxes and we're going to put them in a uh, in a variable so I'm going to use A, that's my, my favorite uh, connection variable. I'm going to say equals comma, I'm in there, and comma. So I'm going to say here, SQL con, which is my lab box, and local host. So now I've got an array with both of these in there. And what that's going to look like, see I have to fire a PowerShell again. <coughs> okay. So what that's going to look like, if I have A equals localhost, comma, SQL con, right? And then if I just say A, you see I get both of these guys back right here, right? So that's what that looks like. So that's just a, a simple array, so it's going to cycle through those. Now I'm going to say A, and I'm going to pipe that to a for each which is percent. I'm going to get my curlies in there, right? 
And the first thing I'm going to do here, I'm going to drop that. Now, uh, the 4H likes its first curly bracket on the same line with it, and I'm not doing that, so I have to use a back tick here as a line continuation. And so now I can now I can do what I want to do, right? So okay, I'll actually bring that up one more. There we go. Come on. Okay, now we're set up. So what I'm saying here is for each one of these, I'm going to take this one, and I'm saying for each one of these, okay, I want to do something inside of these brackets right here. Okay. So the first thing I want to do is I'm just going to create another variable just to make it easier to read. There we go. And I'm going to set it equal to the current iteration of what's in the cursor. Okay. So now with that in mind, uh, I need to connect to a box, right? So in order to connect to the box, what I'm going to need to do is uh, I'm going to say, just like I would do it at the command line, I would say CD SQL Server, and I'm going to go ahead and say backslash, and I'll, I'll show you why. I, I, I hope I remember to show you why later on. So I've got CD SQL Server backslash, and now I'm going to say CD SQL slash server name, because remember we, uh, we're using the, the server name, right? So we're going to connect to every single box. So server name, WAC default, WAC, uh, I think it's databases. I hope that'll get, get me what I want. So now I'm there. So now I've gotten to the right spot, right? Now I want to do a directory space uh, pipe that to uh, format table name last backup date last log backup date auto okay so I'm just gonna leave it there for now because I'm still kind of in the testing phase I if you write too much at once then it's really hard to uh, then it's really hard to go through and uh, and troubleshoot things, right? So rather than do that, I'm just going to make sure that I'm going to get the information I, I, I need. If I can't get the information I need, then there's going to be no reason for me to continue. So I'm going to go ahead and save this, hopefully better than I did last time I tried this. Let's see. I'm going to say BCP test. And in here, I'll call this backups.ps1. There we go. Now let's go to PowerShell and run this and see what happens. F colon. Uh, let's see if we get what we want. Okay, excellent. So there you go. So we've got the first box here that has uh, most of the databases not backed up. And we've got the second box here, the lab box, that has you know most of the databases backed up, right? So good. And but they've but you can tell that they've never had a log backup, right? So this is really good information to have. Now all we need to do is put this in a SQL database. Now you could go ahead and alert on it from here. Personally that puts way too much conditional logic in here. I prefer to save it to a database and then um, 
and then alert on it you know afterwards because not only is the SQL query easier and, and we're a little bit more comfortable doing that kind of stuff in, in, in T-SQL, right? But you can also keep a history. You know, you can go back later and mine it and see, you know, in six months, and 12 months, you can go back and see which of these guys have, um, have failed the most. And you can say, okay, why does this data, why does this handful of databases keep failing their backups every other day or every week or everything when everybody else is running for months on end without any problems? So you can start to see a history, and, you, and, and that way you can, you, know, you can start to do some data mining and uncover problems that you didn't know existed, right? And by concentrating on these servers, you know, you could say, these problem servers, you could say, okay, now what is, what is it about these servers that's making them go down all the time, right? Making the backups fail. So, okay, so we've got the information we want. Now we just have to put it together, right? We just have to be able to do something with it. And unfortunately, that's not quite as straightforward. I mean, it is, but it isn't. So anyway, we're gonna have to change this up just a little bit. So we've got our directory here, right? And what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to pull that in and uh, um, we're gonna have to pull that in and uh, do something with it, but we're gonna have to pull it in a little bit different way. I wanna go ahead and get rid of this format table, only I'm gonna put it down here just so I can read it, right? Because so I, I don't forget what I'm doing here. And I'm going to have to create another variable in order to put this, this directory in. Let's go ahead and get rid of this too. So, first off the bat, I'm going, to, I'm going to say, oh, let's call this, let's create a variable and call it um, uh, let's call it dbs, okay? <coughs> so dbs equals directory. That's easy enough, right? I'm going to go ahead and put my statement terminator on there. There we go. So dbs equals directory. So I should be able to uh, do the dbs just like that, right? Let's go ahead and put this guy here. And just to make sure I haven't messed anything up, let's go back and run the script again. Just to make sure. Okay, see there I did get something messed. It's not right. Oh, that's because I'm in the wrong folder again. Duh. Okay. So, okay, you see what happened was it left me in the SQL folder here, uh, and I wanted to be in F, right? So, there we go. And you notice that this has memory, right? Just like DOS does. All I typed was F, and I'm getting F colon uh, BCP test. That's because, just like DOS, it remembers where you were last time in F, right? Um, so what I'm going to do down here, just to make it easier on myself while I'm doing this, is I'm just going to put myself, I'm just going to have it put me back in the directory I want to be in every time, right? It's just going to make it easier. Okay. So with any luck, this will just print out. There we go. It's printing out the stuff like we want to see. Okay, excellent. I'm going to stop that. Okay, good. So I'm getting the information. So now the information is here. So now I need to pipe that to another for each, that's the percent sign again, right? And remember up here where we used this as an input for this, right? And we used this as an input for this. Well, we're just doing the same thing just inside of this one. So I'm using this as an input for this. I'm using this as an input for this, right? Okay. 
drop that down. Do that one more time. I've got to have my back tick here. That's the that's the the key just to the left of the one, right? So okay, so for each one of these, what I need to do is I need to save that to a table, okay? And first, I'm going to need to create a table. So let's go in and create a table real quick that's going to hold that's going to house our backup information. We're going to make this really simple, and you can do all kinds of things with this, right? So we're going to say let's not do it in master. Let's do it in higher at DW. And I'm going to say create table. Oh, let's call it backup info. How's that? Okay, so, and I've got, uh, let's just call it server name and last full. Maybe we'll get lucky and it'll come in as daytime. Let me see what that looks like. If I have that still on the screen available to me. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it might come over. Well, no, no, no. See, because I've got this one, 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 one. So it's, it, it should be varcar because that's not going to come in very well. So I'm going to say varcar oh, 050 just to keep it even, right? And I'm going to say last. Actually, I'm just going to copy this one again. There, there. Last log. Last diff. And <clears throat> let's go ahead and add. Uh, let, let's just leave it at that for now. Um, I'm just going to make this really simple, okay? So let's just go ahead and leave it at that. So, that, so server name, last full, last log, last diff, right? Okay. Now we're going to go back to primal script. There we go. And now I'm going to have to call the invoke SQL. Invoke SQL command. Server instance, and I'm going to connect to localhost. Database is going to be DW. And let's see. Query. Okay, so this is where the magic is going to happen. Insert backup info. Select. Okay, so now I'm, I'm to the point now where I need to choose what to select, but I haven't done anything here yet, right? I could do it the long way. I could say uh, something like this. I could say select um, dot, uh, dot, yeah, dot, last backup date. But I think that's a little uh, cumbersome, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to set the variables here, and it's going to make it easier to extend too. So I'm going to say here, last backup date equals last backup date 
backup date. And then I don't actually remember what that one was called. It was last differential backup date. Okay. So last Good. So now that I've got all these guys, now I can start calling them in here. So I'm going to say last backup date. So I've got a server name here, so one, two, three, four. So one, two, three, four columns on my table. And what do I have here? One, two, three. Okay, good. So I forgot my server name. There we go. So I've, I've got my server name up here, right? That I've already set. So you can see how easy it is just to go ahead and plug it in down here too. Now, a lot of times I'll put this in an SP, right, and just call an SP from here and pass it parameters, but I'm keeping it really simple here. You can call it any way you want. So, <clears throat> uh, insert, it's a simple insert select statement, right? Insert backup info, uh, select, and since all of these guys are strings, right, they're var cards, then I've got to put them in single quotes. And then, of course, with this being inside the double quote here, it's going to go ahead and parse this guy and it's going to give me the information. You notice how you don't have to do that string building like you do in other languages? It's just not necessary. So with that there, that really should get me what I need to do. Let me save that and let's just take a, an initial dry run and see what we come up with, right? Let's go down back here. Come on, there we go. Oh, wait a minute. I want to do one more thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> With this whole blinking cursor thing, right, this is what you're going to get when you run that script, just a regular blinking cursor. So let's go ahead and add... Um, uh, server name and... Oh... Since I didn't do it... And name. Will you stop that? Get out of there. There we go. So I'm going to get the server name, and then I'm going to pull the name of the database uh, out of here, right? So I'm going to pull the name of the database just so I can see where I am instead of just getting a, a plain blinking cursor sitting there. And okay, good. Oh, that's right. I haven't run that yet. So okay. Now let's try it. See if we get what we're looking for. Provider context warning, that's fine. <coughs> and we're probably connecting to the other box right now. There we go. Good. Good. 
Good. Excellent. So we're getting data. And with any luck, it's actually saving it too, right? We'll wait for that to finish. Should be done any second now. There we go. So let's go back here and check what we've got. Star from backup info. Go. Well, look at that. We've got our data here. Um, last diff did something weird. I'll check that out in a minute. But you see here, I've got localhost, I've got SQLCon, and everything looks good, right? So to run a SQL query to figure out when the last time these guys were backed up is actually relatively pretty easy, right? Now, there's one thing missing here that I didn't add, and I'm not really going to because this is just a proof of concept for you guys, right? Is the execution date. Um, when you set, when you come in here, one of the first things you should do is set an execution date, right? So, uh, the reason is because uh, you'll want to know when the last time the script was run, right? And so you'll just add that here is a column when the last time the script was run, and then, um, uh, where is it, there it is, and then uh, you'll just add that, you know, right here at the end of there, wherever it was, right? So, okay, there you go. So last diff backup date, let's go ahead and, oh, see, there we go. I said differential and I called the other one diff. There we go, so last diff backup date. So that'll, that'll populate now, right? Um, okay, and you know, in general, our our script is finished. I'm going to do a, a couple more little things of house cleaning here, right? You notice how in here, how we kept getting this uh, provider context, right? That's the that's the provider context warning, and uh, you can actually get rid of that. Uh, let me show you how. If I say help uh, invoke. SQL CMD dash detail. I may not need detail. Okay, so in here you've got the syntax, and right here you've got a suppress provider context warning, right? So you can use that, and it'll and it'll uh, get rid of that message for you. So you would put that on the end here, and you would say. Press provider context warning. Make sure I spelled that right. Nope, two P's. I thought that didn't look right. There we go. And now that I've got that on there, when I run it again, it's not going to give me that error. And you do notice here, let me put it back here. You notice here how it put me back in, in BCP test, right? So, one more thing, real quick. Uh, the reason why, and I, I noticed I, I said this earlier, the reason why I put this as uh, SQL Server backslash, <clears throat> this is actually pretty essential to the script. Um, if I don't use that backslash, the backslash means the root, right? So if I don't put the backslash on there, um, it's going to go to uh, it's going to go from here because okay, let's let's walk through this, right? The first thing it does is it connects to SQL Server. Let's take, let's get rid of this. 
the first time you do this, it's going to be on the root. Then it's going to switch locations to here. Okay, so let's act this out a little bit. Let me move this over. And I'll just show you what's going to happen. So the first time you're going to do it, it's going to go there. That's going to be where you are. You're at the root. Okay, then you're going to go to localhost databases, right? And you're going to do that forever. And so for every single database under there, you're going to write to the database. Then you're going to go to the next server. And so the next server, it tells you, go to SQL Server. But remember, it has memory, right? So instead of going to the root like it did before, it's going to go here. <clears throat> and then it's going to say, uh, go from where you are to there. So it's going to, so essentially you're going to be looking now to go there and this path doesn't exist right because you're stacking paths now so in order to do this properly you have to reset it back to there and say instead of going back where I was before go to the root and then go here so you got to go back to the root. This is very important. You'll you'll get those nasty nasty errors when when it comes up if you don't. And there you go. Let's see. I may run this one more time just because I'm bold, right? Let's see if we didn't mess anything up while we were screwing around with it. And now you see how we're going through there, and we're not getting the provider context warning anymore. Which it doesn't do anything. It's just aggravating, right? But it is a splash of color, so you know, take your pick, right? Maybe you maybe you like that lovely bright yellow. And you can see here, now we're on the second server. And we'll go back here. How many do we have? We have 35 rows, right? You can see here we have 66. So we're almost done. <clears throat> there we go, and we're done. So now we have 70 because 35 times 2 is 70. So how would you use this? Well, it's pretty easy. You would use this, you could cycle through all of your boxes and, and rounds even, right? You don't have to do one big job. You could do three or four different jobs to go collect a lot of the data in parallel, right? So if you've got 500 boxes, you really don't want to do that one box at a time in a single script. You can do it one box at a time and five or 10 scripts, right? And segregate them and you know then you could just you know be getting them all at once but once you got this data in here and you've and you've added the execution date time and all that and whatever else you want because there are any number of database properties that you can put in here right so you can collect all of this stuff at once it's really cool that you notice how in here um, I'm pulling back everything right you don't have to you could limit it to just certain properties but I'm pulling back everything in here which means that everything exists inside of this loop everything exists so all of this stuff that we pulled in before all of these properties are at my disposal so if I want to expand this to anything I want and say what's the database state or what's the status or what's the space available or what's the size or uh, 
what are some other ones um, that would be useful uh, on a fairly regular basis, right? Um, the DB owner, if I wanted to, to check if the database owner had changed or is accessible or index space usage, any of that stuff that I want to, you know, whether somebody's switched it to auto shrink or auto close, that's kind of an important thing to, to, to check, right? If anybody's gone in there and, and, and switched your database to auto shrink because they thought, you know, that's what it should be or something, right? So any of these things, any of these properties in here, in order to extend this, all you'd have to do, let's go ahead and pick one. I'll show you how to extend it real quick. Uh, let me go back here and pick one. Let's say, let's switch it to auto close, shall we? I'll just gotta find it again. Auto close, right there. So it's just, no, 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 not auto close. I want it auto shrink. Let's just do auto shrink, right? So in order to do this, I would just say auto shrink equals auto shrink. Come over here, tack it onto the end of that. And then just go add it to the table. So I'm not actually gonna do that, but now you just gotta add that column to the table and you're done. I mean, it's that easy, right? So you can extend this thing fairly quickly and not have to worry about, uh, about you know, too much complexity, right? And if you had it in an SP, well, then you just go change the SP and you change the number of parameters you're pulling in and you're golden. So anyway, that's how you do that. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice, quick and easy way to uh, check your backups and it takes a very minimal code of all of this stuff. This is the only line of code that actually does any physical work, right? Everything else is just kind of prepping for the work. But this is the only, this is the only line right now of physical work in the entire script. Um, that's not bad, right? So, uh, you guys take care, and uh, I hope this finds you well, because this is a, a really quick and dirty way to, to check for backups, and I've, I've been using it for a long time. Take care.